What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastro Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Rhythm Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. You know, anybody who listens to the show open might get like, and has never listened to the show before, might get thoroughly confused right away. Like, Lionel Richie is randomly in the show open. And then, you know, do they even know that that's Scarlett Bordeaux? Do they know? Like, it's just, you know, random female voice who loves me. Like, they don't know who Heather is. They have no idea. The original DeMarquette. She was one of them. She was she was one of them. She was on the show for what, like two years, I think? Yeah, there was she had quite a run. Now she's a mom doing the mom. Although her her daughter's out of school now, so I guess it's still yep. a mom. Always a mom. Doing her thing in Orlando. I still talk to her all the time on social media, but yeah. Huge LA Knight fan. Huge LA Knight fan. Um, Excellent. worked with the individual back on the Indies, though. That's part of the reason why. Many often forget that she was a manager, ring announcer, all that good stuff. Once got pile driven. Is that the past tense of pile driver? Pile driven. I would say by, so, yeah. Or took a pile driver from Adam Pierce. Which means I guarantee you she was kept 100% safe in that pile driver. Very true. Because it was true. a pile driver from Adam, we, Pierce, we, we know Adam, Adam Pierce. And that is official. That's a soundbite I need. Is him saying that is, is official. official. That's a good soundbite. Yeah, you need a lot of new soundbites. I do. I need any soundbites. Like I have not. One, you since, don't have soundbites anymore. We have a few. We, we have, you know. You just made the list. But we need that one. Yeah, it's required. You know, we have. Awesome! I came to okay. Because that's required as well. So it is. It is. These are all very necessary things. Like right. cannot... you used to have so many more. It used to be. Way more disruptive. Oh, you? God, yes. I know, right? It uh, causes I, me to not disrupt people you, you, by not you having You kept Adam Cole, baby. I know that. So you got that. Oh, 
I didn't even have like, uh, I mean, it's not that I didn't keep anything. I still have the other laptop. I just haven't moved anything else. Did you move the Seth Rollins laptop? No, No, I have not. That's one of your favorites. I know. And and I haven't moved a lot of good favorites. I don't have any of the other Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. I only have that one. I don't have The Rock telling you to shut your dumb mouth. I don't have, I only have 13 to use for two different podcasts. And that's crazy. Two of those are show opens. Two of those are commercials. And two of those are thechairshot.com. Always use your head. That leaves me with seven. Another one's a three minute warning. And then the Elvis song that I so have something to close the show with. Uh, I, I need the buffer. It's time for the hashtag Miranda show. I, I, I literally, that's it. Like, like we just have to be the show. <laughs> like we just have to do our job. Right. We actually have to talk about wrestling again. Well, it's a good darn thing that wrestling has given us things to talk about. We are going to talk about two things today. We are going to talk about, we got a great list, a list that Patrick O'Dowd has been very excited about for like three weeks now. Uh, Cause we didn't record last week because Patrick had something. I don't even remember what. And then, oh, I know, right? Life is stupid. Um, Being an adult, so much fun. And then, but before we do that, I mean, if you're listening to this show, that means you are listening to a podcast about wrestling on the internet, which means you know that a gentleman now known by his given name of Adam Copeland, formerly known in the WWE as Edge for a period of 25 years, is now a member of All Elite Wrestling. And when something like this happens, it pretty much sets the wrestling world on fire. Now, we'll get to initial reactions in a minute, but I do want to, on this show, we're we're never afraid to admit when we're wrong, even though people on social media who have no idea what they're talking about will, will come at you for different things here and there. I was clearly wrong because I did not think this was happening. I was a hundred percent sure he was not going to go to AEW. I figured he was a lifer. He was just, I didn't think it was going to happen. And then, you know, then I see the clips at the end of the wrestle dream pay-per-view, which surely doesn't look like a knockoff of a WrestleMania logo. When you see the logo whatsoever, like not enough people are given that credit. Um, Christian is is beating up, I think Darby Allen, maybe some other people, because I think Nick Wayne joined him and Hook joined him or something, and and the crowd was informed that 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 you think you know him, not you think you know me, you think you know him, and and then the very familiar theme song, which I like, I like the fact that people are carrying theme songs over from one company to another, hits. The, the, the wrestler formerly known as Edge, who will be called Edge by, uh, they'll probably be chanting Edge on Dynamite on Wednesday if he appears. Oh, sure. I'm assuming he will. Edge comes out, makes his debut, hits a bunch of spears. Christian gets out of the ring, and Edge is the newest member of All Elite Wrestling. And I did not think it was, I'm clearly wrong, 100% wrong. Didn't think it was going to happen. We'll get into what he said about it, we'll get into what I think it means wrestling in general but what was your reaction to edge showing up in aew good for edge i i just really i'm sorry i would have i don't mean to be a wet blanket about this because it's a it's a great deal it's a wonderful signing for for aew provided the locker room 
doesn't continue to be a bunch of douche nozzles when it comes to getting the full value of having Edge in your locker room. Like, the stories that can be told in the ring with people he's never worked with before, people he wants to work with again, 100%. You know, if they can, you know, if Tony can write a good story. Uh, but Edge is talented enough to write his own story, and it'll be good, too. So, for for that, like, yeah, it's awesome. I don't know what else right now. Like, and he, you know, I think you already, he alluded to this, or you alluded to this in your little statement to start. Like, he felt kind of done with just about anything and everything he could do in the WWE. And the yeah. WWE seemed to feel fairly mutually that they were kind of done. And that whole, we have nothing for you right now. So go finish your career in AEW. If that's what you think you're going to do uh, with Christian wrestling with your boy. Yeah. Like, like, sure. That's great. Um, here's the, here's the thing that I don't know that I'm sorry. I don't know how much it moves a needle. For AEW, nothing like, moves the needle in the short term. Right. Like, like there's been the, the joke because you know I don't even know what it does long term. I think it can. It just depends on what they do. Edge comes out. He goes to one side of the stage. He goes to the other side of the stage to see other fans. He comes out at Wrestle Dream. He goes to one side of the stage. He starts going to the other side of the stage and starts and stops in the middle because there's no one over there on the other right. side. And everyone is highly critical of this and pointing this out and making fun of AEW. And I love making fun of AEW just as much as the next person does. There were plenty of times Edge went out on the stage for WWE, went to the other side of the stage, and there was no one there. Like, it's not like they have not been drawing 10,000 people to every television show for the past 25 years. Now, he was gone for like nine of them, but still. He was still part of the company, made, made, made appearances, all that. There were times where he came out and they were not a fully packed arena that he was right. saying hello to when he came out. Um, AEW's crowds now are terrible, yes, especially for TV. Um, but I do think he will have an impact in a lot of different ways. You talk about the locker room. It is weird to me. Like, I can't imagine Edge wrestling in the same company as the Young Bucks. Like, it's just weird. Like, he is such the fabric of WWE. He is so much into the type of events they put on. He, there are people who have him on their Mount Rushmore. Like he is, he is in people's top ten. Like he's an eleven-time world champion for for WWE. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a two-time Royal Rumble winner, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, first ever Money in the Bank. Right? He's done everything. Like like literally everything. Like you could, if he's not in the intro to the show, he should be. Like if he's not in the then now forever together, he should be. He probably is. But. And when he came back, it was like earth shattering when, when he made his return shortly before, before COVID hit. And now he's in AEW and, and he's happy about it. It's something different. It's something fun. And a lot of other people are cool with it as well. To me, this is just my opinion. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't care about this take because it's not as exciting as many other takes, even though it's quite bold. I think this is the biggest signing they've ever had, in my opinion. And bigger than Jericho, bigger than Daniel Bryan Danielson, bigger than Dean John Moxley Ambrose, because this the guy was just there. It feels like last week he had his match with Sheamus. Like he was literally just there. It looks like you had a guy who walked out of a WWE arena and walked into an AEW arena. And he really is the fabric. And and he people knew who John Moxley was before WWE. More people knew who Daniel Bryan Danielson was before 
WWE. Chris Jericho built himself in ECW, WCW, WWE. He was everywhere. Edge is only from WWE, and he is like the WWE guy. And him going over to AEW, for me, legitimizes them as an option for people who maybe it wasn't an option before. And maybe it always was an option for those people, and none of them just ever went. But to me, this opens the door for a Drew McIntyre if he doesn't sign a new deal. Um, I think the door was already open for Dolph Ziggler to go because of his brother being there. But it just it just makes it a more legitimate option for anybody who may have scoffed at it before because they were this WWE lifer. And I just think in the perception, the eyes of the fans, because AEW, all those signings, Jericho, Brian Danielson, all those, those are hardcore fan signings. Edge is a bigger hit with the casual fans. And so him coming over can actually garner some of that casual fan attention. So I do think if he's in a prominent position long-term, I do think he could have some impact on especially their attendance because their attendance is terrible. And I think that Edge is, is, is a recent name and a big enough name with the casuals to where I do think he could impact attendance in a positive way. I really do. If he can, if he's utilized in such a way that, that allows it to, um, I'm not interested in edge versus Kenny Omega. I'm not interested in edge versus the young bucks. I'm not interested in edge versus a lot of the talent there. And he might be, and, and that's cool. Um, but, but I am interested to see what he does and what he can do from an impact perspective. I hope the locker room listens. They've kind of proven that they don't, but but I hope they do because he's one that can really help them because the majority of his career, he barely rested on the indies. The majority of his career has been on television for WWE. That's what he knows. That's what he does. So he can tell people, many of them who are lifelong indie wrestlers, here's how you do what you're doing better for television. But they got to listen. Yeah. And I, I kind of see what you're saying. I, I just I wish, I wish I believed it as much as, okay. as you do. Like I, I just thought, which I parts don't you believe? Like what it. what part don't you believe? I, I I think yay. I don't know how much I don't know how much anybody any sort of fabric of the W like he he talked about fabric of the WWE guy moving our, I don't know how much it does move a fan over. I really don't. Uh, and and we won't know until we see it, right? Frankly, because yeah, sure. Like we we talk about this audience, and we we split it up in this whole sort of like type of fan sort of thing. I don't know that that type of fan necessarily, as, as we like to talk about, migrates to AEW to see Edge, watches that show, and then is like, oh, I should continue to watch this show. So I think, honestly, I don't know what kind of a long-term impact Edge has. Uh, I think he has a stronger shorter-term impact than he does a long-term impact. And, and I don't know. And, and I think it comes back to the problems I have with the AEW product. No matter what position Edge is on the on the card, you, you've said it all the time. They don't tell great stories. Um, no. And their and, best and, stories come from the talent. Right. Jericho is, and you can always tell because when Jericho works with somebody, they look amazing. And the moment they stop working with Jericho, they look forgotten about. 
in right. some like Ricky Starks and some of the a others. A lot of these talents show up and then they don't disappear, but they disappear. Like they're still there. They're still doing stuff. But could you really tell us? Like name four big feuds in AEW. Uh, right currently. Like, but there are plenty of people out there who can. Like sure. Let's be honest. But what but okay. So what did um what did MJF do at this Russell shenanigans thing? He your champion. He defended the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships in a handicap match against Vincent and what Dutch is that guy's name and the Righteous. Sure. Yeah. That's what he did. He he defended. I think Adam Cole was around because his partner is Adam Cole in the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. And Adam Cole's injured. Some people think it's a storyline, but it's being reported that it's real. And if it's real and what he's saying is real, he has a shattered ankle, then he's really not going to be around for for a long time. Um, That's Brian Pillman injury sort of shit. Yeah. But that's – and this is the second straight pay-per-view where this is what MJF has done. Now, he did wrestle Samoa Joe on the, the, the Grand Slam event, which was like a pay-per-view on television, so I get that. But, yeah, okay. he, he opened okay, so, the show in so a handicap match. So what's, this, what's the story for dethroning MJF? Oh, there is none. There, there is literally none. There is no challengers. There is no anything right now. His so reign, so for as hot as his story? reign started, it is right. he might as well not be champion. Like he is, and, and this yeah. is this is what I'm getting to here, Greg. So Edge, so if Edge is given the book on his own story or whatever, great. Um, but what? I don't know. But what happens? What happens? I, I don't know. And that's the thing because Tony Khan, of everybody who can learn from Edge, Tony Khan is number one on the list. Right. Like truly. And I just don't know if he even has the bandwidth to learn. Like he has two other jobs with two other organizations besides AEW. So right. he has to still work for Jacksonville Jaguars and he has to still work for, for Fulham. So it's, it's, I think that's the one they own is Fulham. Um, if not, somebody will correct me, but it's so, so yeah, like I don't even know how, you know. And, and I want to stress, I like, the idea of Edge being yeah. signed with AEW. Like, I like what it could be. Greg, I'm going to use a word we haven't used in a long time. I like the potential. The P word. Of yes. Edge in AEW. There's potential there. I don't have enough faith in AEW based on, and I will fully admit, as I often do, based on my limited viewing of their product, that adding Edge will significantly alter the course of AEW. I they've proven you're not making that statement based on you're not pulling that out of your ass at all. You're no, making that statement that. based on history. You really are. Like that's what they have shown. And there is an element of what I'm saying for what I'm saying to be true that some something for for half of what I'm saying to be true some things have to change. For the other half, it's just about signing contracts and making money. But for crowds to change, for storytelling to change, for the in-ring product to change, yeah, a lot would have to change behind the scenes. And and the only thing is that it, it's another guy on the side of 
John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Christian, the guys who are trying to be influential and change things. And so it adds another one of those people to another one of those voices to that group in AEW. So I do think there's some of that in involved as well. Um, Cause you're just another name tipping the scales. Is it enough? I have no idea because the young bucks and Kenny Omega are still EVPs. And, yep. and that's still like, if, if I looked at everybody in that company and I had to select three people to be EVPs, none of them would be my choices at all. I would pick Jericho over them. I would pick Edge over them. I'd pick Christian over them. I'd pick, I mean, and, and Christian and Jericho and, and, and Moxley supposedly have uh, bigger roles backstage and, and leadership roles. And we don't know what those positions are, if they're formal, informal, or otherwise. Same thing with Daniel Bryan Danielson. But, and, and honestly, look, Christian Cage is doing some of his best work ever. This, this, your father gimmick that he's doing, the, 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 what he did in the presser after Wrestle Dream with uh, with Brian Alvarez was absolute gold. The things that he was saying when Brian Alvarez was like, "What did you think of the first time you ever saw Nick Wayne wrestle?" And he's like, "I never saw him wrestle, but he's a lost boy who needs help. You know, who needs my help? Like, just so amazing." And and then of course asking Alvarez if he ever wrestled, and Alvarez was like long time ago, and Christian's like, "Well, you probably suck. That's why you're sitting here asking me questions now." Like little things like that, and just treating him the way that. Anyone right. from that website should be treated was was beautiful yeah. and golden. So I do think what they do together can be great. Whether they team, whether they feud, they'll probably be both. But in AEW, those things tend to live in a vacuum. And and right. look, I went when I went to AEW in February here in Phoenix. Outside of like two matches, and I didn't even stay for the last one because it was so long. I, it was a highly enjoyable show live. The Bucks match with with Aussie Open was terrible because it was so they, they cut ten minutes off of it for TV, like that's how how much it was in that match because it was taped for Rampage, and 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 you know they basically did the same women's match twice, just one on Dynamite, one on Rampage, with interchangeable parts. So little things like that, but overall, like there were some things that were good, and I happened to go to an event that was put on. It didn't have some of the people that I don't like. And, and that was still when they were doing dark and, and stuff like that. So it was a very different evening right. than what they see now. But you cart an edge out in Phoenix, Arizona, you're going to get a bigger reaction. In some of these cities that they're running where they're drawing 2,500 people, I do think an edge can make a difference. If you're putting sure. him front and center because they just saw that guy on Fox not too long ago. Like it's not like, you know – a guy they saw years ago, like they just saw him like a month or two ago. So that to me, he just made evented WrestleMania two years ago. Daniel Bryan Danison was in the same match. So it's not like we're talking right. about, you know, anything earth shattering there, but like he was in this year's WrestleMania. He, he had the hell in a cell match. So there's a lot of good that can come from it. I want to take a quick commercial and I want to come back because I have some other thoughts about edge that I'll preface saying none of these thoughts are really edges fault. But I have some complaints that I want to make, and then we'll come back to. By the way, go follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Me at Greg DeMarco44, at ChairShot Media for the website. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Pick up one of those beautiful ChairShot t-shirts. Follow IZW Wrestling at IZW Wrestling AZ. Come on out October 14th in Coolidge, Arizona. 
a free show. That's right, it's free. So much of our tic- of our business is based on ticket sales, and this show is free. Part of the Cool Town Coolidge Days Festival, Cool Town Clash Three. We just released matches today. Today being Tuesday when we record this. Very excited for that. And then Saturday, November eleventh, Red, White, and Bruised back at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company. Um, one of our fastest selling events ever. So definitely get on that. Um, and, and this is we we sold out of our VIP tickets one day slower than a show previously that happened. That was a COVID show that had reduced ticket ticket capacities. And that one sold out of VIP on the Monday after the event, the last event. This one sold out on the Tuesday after the last event. So, but we sold more tickets this time because we don't have the COVID capacity. And so there you go. Pick them up. So much more to come. And uh, it's like, what, 39 days away or something like that, but it'll be good. So yeah, we're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back. So stay tuned. I'm going to complain about Edge. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So here's what I want to talk briefly about before we get into our list for this week, Patrick. Edge's run, his last run in WWE, since he returned at the Royal Rumble in early 2020 all the way through to late 2023 when he left. So we're talking about a, a three and a half year run that he was back with the company, some of which he was injured and, and had to leave and then come back. In my opinion... Hindsight being 2020. And while wrestlers have influence over this thing, I don't know that he had influence over it. I don't know. I think he won too much. I think he he teetered into the wins and losses mattering in, in a bad way. And I'll, I'll give you the most recent example that I can give you. If this was the end game for him in 2023, there was no reason for him to beat Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. As, and, and I think we said it even at the time, especially when Balor had to get staples in his head during the match. Like that, that, that would have been like Cody Rhodes had a torn peck, made it worse and still beat Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell. Finn Balor should have gotten staples in his head and still been able to beat, and he was the demon, still been able to right. beat Edge at WrestleMania, but yet Edge wins that match. And even at the time, I'm like, what, what are we even doing here? Like Edge... Finn Balor is the future and the present of the company. Edge is the present, but really more of the past. And now that he's gone, it's like, really, why did he have to win that right, match? Right, right, right. Um, and I just think he was he was protected in ways that he didn't need to be protected, in my opinion. Um, I don't think the Judgment Day ever really beat him. No, they never did. Like They turned on him, and then that was kind of it. Now, they're still great. They're still doing amazing. So it's not like it right, hurt them. Yeah. But, and they can even, they can't even really say they drove Edge away, right? And they never do make that claim. 
because none of them be like Edge beat Priest in Toronto and, and Edge beat Balor at WrestleMania. Edge won his last match against Sheamus in, in Toronto. And maybe Sheamus wanted that. Who knows? But it's just like, dude, right. Sheamus still going to be there. Balor's still going to be there. Like, like why not? And, and Edge probably knew for a decent amount of time that he was leaning towards this. Now, not like Adam Cole, who knew like a year before he left the company, he's probably going to go to AEW because all his friends are there. But the whole WWE doesn't really have much more for me to do. If that's the case, they really should have been putting you over everybody. But I just feel like he won too right. much. And I could be wrong because everybody that he didn't beat, that he didn't put over, they're still fine. Yeah, but I feel like but, they could have used that feather in their cap. But you know, it is one of those things. Like, who are you really there for? And, and it's it's kind. Of, you know, we just spent this whole time talking about like people being the fabric of a company and doing things. Not that I'm saying Edge was particularly old school or anything like that, but it is also sorry. Excuse me about that. Um, it is also atypical to not put anybody over in, in your programs in kind of the quote-unquote traditional way. Like, Edge was never going to hurt from any loss, right? Right. So I agree. Like, he, he didn't need to beat Finn Balor. He didn't need to beat the Demon. Especially, like, that character. The, the Demon character in general. Like, does it win? It, well, it, it it won for a while, and then it lost to Roman Reigns. But it lost to Roman Reigns because of the freak accident of the ropes breaking. But then it lost right. to Edge. It's only really lost clean like once or twice outside of that. Um, I guess it's fair. So, but but it's more recently it hasn't done as well. But and like, I do think that's though? part of the but problem. Like, why does that character need to lose to Edge? It doesn't. It does, and that's the thing. Like Edge, and it's different, right? Edge should be winning in AEW. He should not show up in AEW and immediately start putting people over. Because you're building a company. In WWE, you have an edge coming back, and he's three and a half years into his return. He's part of the fabric of the company, but you're also weaving more fabric with guys like Finn Balor and Damian Priest and all of that. And and you didn't really weave any with Edge. And and you needed to, in my opinion. So that's kind of where where I'm getting at with that. But but that's just my thinks. This is my, my thinking. My thoughts, I think that we could have done more with Edge. I don't know if Edge ever showed up in NXT. Um, not that he no. had to, but so it's fun. It's fun to have people show do up you in NXT. Be- do you believe that this came down to a decision the way he described it? His departure? Um, I do think so. I think there, there's a lot of, of athletes and you hear them. That, are there thoughts in the back of your head? Yes. But there's also that I'm going to focus on the here and now. While I'm yep. here now, and I I don't think he made up his mind before the Sheamus match on what he was doing. I think before the Sheamus match, he knew he had three options: stay in WWE, resign, go to AEW, retire. And I would imagine he weighed all three of those equally at different times. And I would imagine at some point after the Sheamus match, there were days where he was going back to WWE. There were days where he was going to AEW, and there were days where his career was over. And and I think you have like it's just hard, especially when you're a dude who's about to be 51 years old. If you're in your 30s and your contract is up, 
you might already know where you're going next because you're in your thirties and you still have, right. if you're edge, you still got, you know, 10 to 20 years ahead of you. If, if you're able to do it as long as some of these guys have done it. I mean, Christian's also, you know, you know, the same age as edge and he didn't take nine years off. So pretty impressive what Christian has done as well. He did take some time off though, before he returned at the, at the Royal rumble the year after with edge. But, and then of course went to, went, you know, so he had some years off as well, but not like edge did. So, so yeah, I do. I think his process, cause I don't think he has any reason to say otherwise. I really don't, especially right. when you couple that with his other comments, <clears throat> His comments of like how much he loved WWE, how grateful he was for his time there, how he'll always have that, how he he is excited to try something different, how the I love when he, the initials don't even really matter. Like if I'm an AEW fan, if I'm Tony Khan, that should kind of piss me off because like we right. push these initials, and that was the other epiphany I had the other day, and I complained so much about the EVPs. It's in the name of the company. It's all elite wrestling, and they call themselves the elite. Like. We have to remember that sometimes. And they're still going to be there even with Edge, even with whoever. Because the only shift, because I complained about this online the other day. Nick Jackson showed up at Dynamite last week without his gear. Yep. Because he wasn't Joy. booked in a match. And then ended up having to wrestle. He had to piece gear together. Dude, you always show up with your stuff. I guarantee you there's talent on WWE who's told, yeah, we're going to bring you in for a promo this week. They're still bringing their stuff just in case because they're professionals. You are an EVP of the company. Like you've got to show up just in case. What if flights are canceled? What if people get sick? What if, you know, there's this breakout of COVID in the locker room and we only got 10 people. We need all of them to wrestle on the show and we're taping Dynamite and Rampage. You're going to have to wrestle maybe twice. Like bring your stuff, dude. Come on. Right. Like it's just that to me shows a lack of respect for everybody else in the company and the, and the company itself. And that you're putting yourself on this pedestal. Um, and I'm glad he still ended up having to wrestle. <laughs> now he ended up being number one contender to a championship, a singles title. So there's that. But I am glad they ended up having to wrestle. So, but you know what? Let's have some fun. You just made the list. So Patrick O'Dowd has been very excited about this list that we have today for a couple weeks now. And I'm excited about it too. So Patrick O'Dowd, why don't you introduce to the people... This week's edition of... You just made the list! Happy to do it. Happy to do it. This week's list, the long gestating list, uh, is Terrible Wrestler Names. Now, I, I, this is all thanks to a tweet, by the way, where where I came across a terrible wrestler name, in my opinion. And I, I just want to make clear that, and Greg will agree with this, this is by no means a reflection on the talent behind the name. Like, Correct. We, we're not saying someone's Absolutely. a wrestler. Thinking of some people that uh, I have on my list. Absolutely. Right. We are not saying that, you know, like, this This list is, is names, not gimmicks necessarily. So, like, we're not talking about terrible gimmicks. We really are trying to focus on terrible names. Now, I don't know about you when you put this together, but, like, sometimes, for me, like, a terrible name could be part of a terrible gimmick. 
and that just happens to fall into place and make a bad gimmick worse. I tried really, really but, hard to stay but I away tried from. To avoid that. I, t- I tried really, really hard to stay away from gimmick infused names. But for me, it, most of these were names that like, and, and we'll get through. Like, what does this even mean? Or just painfully eye rollingly bad. Yes, in my opinion. So that's how I how this came to be and and what we're working from. I do have to share with you, Greg. I am going to cheat because one of my selections, same guy, two terrible names. Really? So. In my opinion, two terrible names. Are we going to use him twice or is he going to occupy one spot? I'm hoping you will allow me to let him occupy one space with his two bad I think that's for the best. Thank you. Just just because we only have six spots on our list. If we're doing like a top 10 or top 20, I could see it. But we have six spots on the list. So I think it's for the best that this individual occupy one space on your list. So as the rules normally go – it says Patrick Goddard's list. I will go first. I will put one on the list. He will go second. We will alternate till we get our six. Then we will put him in order after the commercial break where he will go first and I will go second and we will alternate. So that means you just made the list. I get to go first, Patrick Goddard. And my first item that I'm going to put on this list, the first person I'm going to put on this list, and there are so, so many. You talk about... It, it, it's not the talent. It's it's not the wrestler. It's the name, right? And, and there are two that I can go with for the first person I'm going to put on the list. And one or two of these, I think the one I'm going to do now is more likely to show up on your list. Um, so that's why I'm going to use them. I know we both have lists that are a mile long. I love this pro wrestler. We used to track this pro wrestler's title opportunities on this program. This person made the name okay, but goddamn, Dolph Ziggler is a terrible wrestler name. And so that's why the first name I'm putting on this list is none other than one of my personal favorite wrestlers and humans in the wrestling business of all time, Dolph Ziggler. It's funny. I left him off the list because I assumed you would have him on the list. Like I left him off my list of names because I was like, I bet you Greg's gonna go. And he's no gimmick, right? There's no gimmick to his name whatsoever. It's right. just a dumb name that they gave him. They did not see success for this man when they gave him this name. Right. He he started by shaking people's hands and saying, "Hi, Dolph Ziggler." At least that got the name over because you know he ended up. Right. Now next time we see him, he'll be Nick Nemeth and he'll be in AEW teaming with his brother Ryan. But still, Dolph Ziggler. Right. Hey, yeah, I can't. I can't argue that one. Um, and so, good, good call, good call for a start. All right, so I am going to put the name. My first selection is going to be a name that kicked off the whole idea for this list. I feel like it deserves a place of honor, and it will get the sixth spot on our list. I'm almost positive because, Craig, you have you had never heard of this guy. Until I shared this. I feel like he shouldn't even be on the list that he should be an honorable mention, but it's your spot. What's it? No, you, 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 this guy spawned the idea. Yes, he did. And, and the first thing I did, so I'm sitting on Twitter and I see a retweet from one Conrad Thompson for, for this wrestler named cruel. Now kids, part of the reason this is a terrible wrestling name is because we couldn't spell cruel. C-R-U-E-L. We spelled cruel K-R 
U L E. Not even K R U E L. Like it's sometimes cool to switch the C and the K, but we changed right. all the spelling. And I have no idea if this guy's a talented wrestler. I have no idea what his story is. He looks like yet another Kane, Undertaker, Dark Side, dangerous, you know, otherworldly, violent bag. Like I'm sure he's violent. What, right? he's really what violent. this truly like, means, cool. and you've already alluded to it, is that when we put these in order, I only get two out of my three choices. That's all this truly means. With cruel being on the list, right. but that's just the cruel but, reality of the game that but we're playing. It's, it's a cruel fate that you must experience having yes. to select cruel. It on is very this cruel. Cruel names list. Okay, I think we've worn that one down into the ground. Um, but there you go. My first selection: cruel from the Indies. So I didn't want to put this next person on the list. I really didn't. And and I'm still teetering about maybe making a last second U-turn and not putting him on the list. But I think I'm going to have to. And and it's hard because Dolph Ziggler was it was prominent for nearly 20 years as Dolph Ziggler. This person was not prominent under this name. And I hate using people's former names. Like if you put Terror Rising on the list, I might shoot you. Like it's just not fair. The Triple H should put Terror Rising on the list. And so it's probably not fair to Edge for me to put Sexton Hardcastle on the list either. <laughs> it's a bad name, though. It's a horrible name, and I'm still debating not putting it on. I'm not going to. I'm going okay. to leave that an honorable mention. And instead, I'm going to put his fellow Canadian on the list. This man hit a stage one time, said a word into a microphone before the DX band started performing, and then was forever known as Test. The man's name was Test. Yes, it was. T-E-S-T, Test. And he built a career as Test, but his name was still Test. And his theme song just said the word Test over and over again with music. I had it on, and it's not a bad theme song. Music Volume Nine CDs, I do believe. It's not a bad theme song, but it's just test, 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 test. Um, okay, so here comes my double whammy. All right, because because and here's part of the reason why I hate why why I think these names are dumb because looking at them, to me it's like what does it even mean? And that is the combination. Am I smooth and Ice Train? Oh, come on. Ice Train's a good name. That's a terrible name. What did he mean? It was a black dude. But ice he was train. Ice You, I could look at him and be like, all right, I can see Ice Train. Am ice I train. smooth? No, that's a stupid name. But Ice, ice Train? train? Terrible. It's a dumb name. No, man. I was like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is that? Ice Train. Am I smooth slash and what the fuck is Am I smooth? By the way, is he? Oh, smooth? Yeah, that's stupid. I don't know. Are you? If you have to ask, then the answer is no. But Ice Train was a good name. I'm sorry. I dis. I disagree. I'm not it's vetoing. I don't, it, I don't. I don't. I don't believe fine. in it. Am I smooth? Is staying. You can. You no, can no. I'm leaving. It says right there the on the list. No, Fourth position. Am I smooth slash Ice Train? I thought you were going a different direction with your double. I really did. Um, okay. we still got one spot left, so 
I'm not going to reveal it, even though I have a feeling this person's not going to be on your list. But, um, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot that I can pick from now, and I'm trying to figure out the worst. And I'm pretty sure I think I know the worst for me. There was a guy, super big, super strong, you know, could really get over. And, and, and he's known in professional wrestling for something very different. Um, he, he's more known in the world of professional wrestling for, for busting through a door wearing a stormtrooper helmet and then falling flat on his face and pretty much ending any relevancy he could ever have. And that, of course, being Fred Ottman, who at the time was the Shockmaster. But before he was the Shockmaster and before he was Typhoon teaming with Earthquake and the National Disasters, he wore a red and white striped shirt and a stupid little hat, both of which were too small for him. And he named himself after a boat whose job it was to pull other broken down boats. He named himself Tugboat. We had a professional wrestler named Tugboat. And they actually thought Tugboat was going to main event WrestleMania against Hulk Hogan at one point. But they called the guy Tugboat. And to me, like, that's just... I love... There are some some occupational gimmicks like Repo Man and Duke the Dumpster Drossy that I love. Right. Uh, Maybe I'm not an old broken down ship and that's why, but I cannot get behind Tugboat. Uh, Yeah, that one's a tough sell, man. That's a tough spell. Um... Yeah, I, I can't I can't argue that one. So um so I have so many on this list. Oh, me too. And, and uh I'm really going back and forth. I think I'm gonna I had fourteen on the final list to pick from. And one, you haven't two, taken three, any four, off of my five, list. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I'm at fourteen right now. Um I'm gonna go with another what the hell does that even mean name and if i have to ask what the hell it even means that means it's a stupid name and i feel like i've picked on wcw a lot they deserve um, it so so i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna go with pn news the fuck is pn news what does I don't that know. mean All I can say is yo baby, yo baby, yo baby, yo. I don't know what PN like it, uh, even at the time like I never questioned it, but yeah, PN News was kind of a, a definitely like, a dumb name. That like it's like like that, that sounds like a I, sound I don't like know, it was cuz they had CNN. Yeah, I was going to say it was it a Turner right, thing PN like PN News, PNN like and I think uh, he yeah, did do some PN. What does stuff. the PN stand for? PN News. Yeah. I don't think we ever found out, did we? No, we never did. <laughs> it was so gone, just like PN the credibility news. of CNN. Oh my goodness. PN um, News. All right, we're gonna go to commercial. We're gonna come back, talk about some honorable mentions, and then put this bad boy in order. So get ready. We'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, Patrick O'Dowd. Honorable mention, 
<clears throat> of course, goes to Sex and Hardcastle, the one that I did not choose to put on the list. Uh, we spent a whole show talking about Edge. It was a dumb name, but kind of like Terrorizing, like I just don't know if it counted because it was never... To me, it wasn't on a big enough scale. Not that Cruel was, but Cruel was the inspiration for this. So, um, Brad Armstrong, great name, had a ton of really bad gimmicks and really bad names, many of them okay. under a mask, Buzzkill being one. But to me, none worse than Arachnaman. Yeah. That was one. Uh, speaking of, of um, ripoffs, when I was growing up as a, as a little Greg DeMarco in Virginia, and I even sent you videos, I would attend the Virginia Wrestling Association. And... Once the VWA kind of took its turn and started going downhill, they had a wrestler who was bouncing around the East Coast Indies by the name of The Batman. And he basically <laughs> wore like a Party City <laughs> Batman costume, spelled B-A-T-T-M-A-N. I think some places it was B-A-T-T-M-A-N-N, The Batman. And and I think there was even a The Joker running around the Indies at the time too. So, Yeah. Uh, the Batman was one. When you were pulling your double, I thought you were going to do the Aldo Montoya slash Justin Credible combo of names. Is is where you were going with? I had that. The Red Rooster I had on my list. He tried to yep. do the gimmick, but it was still so bad that I would have counted it on on the list as well. It, w, going back to your WCW days, uh, a great wrestler out of, out of the Indies in Memphis by the name of Curtis Thompson who a lot of people had high hopes for, had to show up and wrestle as Firebreaker Chip. Uh, uh, he yeah, did team with, Firebreaker I think, the Patriot Chip. at one point, may have even been tag team champions, but Firebreaker Chip. Before he was Bob Holly, he was Thurman Sparky Plug. There was that. Funaki at one point was called Kung Funaki, um, yep. which is really interesting since Funaki is Japanese and I believe Kung Fu is Chinese, if I'm correct. So, um, Very much so. Uh, famous Luke, Chinese Luke Gallows, Kung Fu actor Bruce Lee. What's that? Luke Luke Gallows. Long before he was Luke Gallows, was Festus. Yeah. Um, I, I told you when we were texting about it that there are a lot of diva names that to me are just bland. They're not bad. Um, they're just random woman names. But Kelly Kelly, like, did we have to say it twice? I know the song said Kelly Kelly, and that's why. But right. I guess it was better than just calling her Kelly. Um, but but there's that. And and the one that I will end with is it's hard to, to to fathom the fact that long before he was one of the most iconic characters in professional wrestling history, long before he had the most iconic streak in wrestling history, that being the WrestleMania streak, long before he was anything, The Undertaker at one point even dropped his last name and was solely called Mean Mark. Mean not mean, mean Mark, Mark Callis, yeah. just yep. mean Mark. Indeed, he was. All right, so let's let's get to mine. Um, I too. So a couple of these you could call me out, and the reason I didn't include them is because of the gimmick thing. Because I I not only hated the name, I hated the gimmick, but I get the names. So I'll lay out those with two uh, future Hall of Famers uh, in Isaac Yankum. Yes. Uh, like, just come on. Bad pun. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and along with that, G.I. Bro. Uh, and I know a lot of people love G.I. Bro. I thought it was a terrible name. thought it was dumb. It fit the gimmick, and it was also what he did on the indie, so I get it. Uh, I, I thought about both. Didn't put either on my list. But, yeah, I totally get why you would put it on there. Totally get why. 
Uh, let's see. Relic, because it's just <laughs> killer spelled backwards, everybody. Look out, and then he was on the indies as Red Realm. So, yeah, I know. Uh, I've, I've actually ring announced that name before. No, I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> heading over to Japan for Dump Matsumoto. Her, her first name was Dump. Like in America, Dump. Dump, yes. You, you teamed with Bull Nakano and your name was Dump. All right. Um, time to piss some people off. I think Luchasaurus is the dumbest fucking name. Oh, it absolutely on is. On the planet. I hate it. Uh, I Especially also, when the dude is a good looking guy. And if he took the mask off, would be a bigger star than he is as Luchasaurus. I mean, come on. Maybe he he wrestles better with the mask on. Maybe he, it allows him to become the character. I don't know. No, no yeah, idea. Um, here's another one. Evil Uno. You're, you're just you're, you're an evil one. <laughs> that like, will piss some people off because he was player Uno. And play her dose. They were the Super Smash Brothers. Oh, they were dumb too. But <laughs> Uno. So and then, of course, at some point, he became Evil Uno. Yes. Right. Um, and let's see, Big Bill. Like that's yes, a, that's horrible. Like Big Cass was dumb too, but like Big Bill, that's what you got. Um, we've got Henry O. Godwin and Phineas. I thought Godwin. about them, but I took Hog them off because of the Pig. gimmick. Hog and pig. Sorry. Because they were pig farmers, I had to be. I was okay with it. Um, and then we get to the two that just, I just don't understand why you would think these names are okay. Uh, one was a long-standing gimmick on Impact slash TNA, and, and literally had a dude doing a motion, putting a gun to his head, suicide, like what? which they eventually had to change. But right. I mean, after many many years. Um, and then last, another another name on the Indies, and I get it. He's black. He's doing an Undertaker gimmick, the Nigger Taker. Oh, That's geez. literally. His I've name. seen him before. Yeah, I don't think he does it anymore. Yes. But I, I sure hope not. Yeah, um, I think that was horrible bad. name and horrible gimmick. Agreed. Those are Agreed. the last two. All right, I only have a few minutes before I have to get out of here for All a right, newspaper so interview. But we got our top six. Let's go ahead and put them. In order. You just made the list. Patrick Dowd, you get to go first. Dolph Ziggler, number one. Well, thank you. Th- even though you took mine, I mean, come on. You really have to. I am going to put Test at number two on this list. I am going to put, um, because I refuse to have you have all three of your first choices, <laughs> MI Smooth slash Ice Trade. Fuck off, motherfucker. Terrible. Ice Trade's a great number name. Three. I am going to then put. Terrible name. Wow, oh, I'm torn now, because um, PN News is really stupid. Um, but that dude, uh, you know what I'm gonna because because I am somewhat blaming the look on Tugboat, and that's the gimmick. So I will put PN News number four on the list. That's fair, and of course Tugboat will be number five, which leaves me to pick Mr. Cruel at number six. Congratulations to all of you. You just made the list. I'm sad that Dolph Ziggler has to be number one on the list. The only thing worse than Dolph Ziggler being number one on the list is Ice Train being anywhere on the list. Ice Train, Ice Train is a is terrible a great, name, okay. dude. It was a terrible name. And the okay. only way they made Ice Train work was when they put him with Scott Flash Norton and they were Fire and Ice, which, by the way, horrible tag team name. 
But Vicious and Delicious, great tag team name. When he teamed with Buff yes, Bagwell, that's, that's which is good. why I still use it for every fantasy football team I ever have. Awesome! I came to okay. Less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Oh. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.